listening to the Top Knots and Double Shots podcast, where we believe every woman deserves to be happy, healthy, and totally fulfilled. We're breaking through the mom guilt, quitting that negative self-talk, and diving into how to find your joy, your passion, and your tribe. I'm your host, Amanda Masterson. So throw your hair into a top knot, grab a cup of coffee, and let's chat. Hey, everyone. Welcome back. I know it has been a while since I released a new episode, but life, the world, it's just all been crazy lately. And it's been heavy. And I wasn't sure exactly where my voice fit in. And I don't want to be just more noise. There is enough noise out there right now. But instead, I want to bring value to the table. I want to provide information that you can actually take and implement in your own life right now. And I am just going to be honest with you for a second. I struggle with knowing what content to provide you with right now because the world is so heavy and there is just so much going on right now in our country. And I focus in my own life heavily on personal development and applying the life coaching tools and resources that I've learned to keep my mindset in a positive space. And I do not want to continue to provide content of that nature and have others think that I am just burying my head in the sand and ignoring everything that is happening around us right now. I do not want to seem insensitive But the truth of the matter is, that is exactly what I have been focusing on because otherwise, my mind goes to a space of anxiety and fear, and that is not a space I want to live in. I have lived there before, and for the sake of my family and my kids and myself, I will not go back there. So anyway, that is a little sneak peek into my thoughts and feelings lately and why I have been a little bit more silent by not releasing new episodes, and even being a little bit more reserved and silent in my social media. And when I do speak out, I am still focusing on the pillars that continue to support my mental and physical health through this heavy time in our country, because I believe if they help me, they can help others too. So, I decided that since the heaviness likely is not going away anytime soon, I needed to find my voice in all of this and find a way to provide you with content that will still serve you. And so I thought about it and thought about it, and this is where I am deciding to start at least. So today, I want to talk to you about the ways that you can stay healthy in the middle of this pandemic that is going on in our country right now. I want to provide you with some takeaways that you can immediately begin implementing in your life if you are not already. And because I recognize the sensitive nature of anything that surrounds the pandemic and all of the other things that are going on in our country right now, I want to say a couple of things right off the bat. First of all, I do not want you to trust me. I know, a weird thing to say, right? But what I want you to do, what I want this episode to do for you, is to make you think. I want it to make you realize that there are things that you can do that are within your control right now. I want you to do your own research, and that research includes researching the background of any, and I use air quotes, expert that you're trusting to deliver information to you. And I wish you could see my air quotes right now because some of the words I'm using, I use lightly, like expert. I also want you to know where I stand. 
not so to raise controversy, start an argument, or even get you to believe in the things that I believe in. But I want you to be informed. And again, I want you to do your own research. I do not want you to do anything blindly, believe anything blindly, especially those things that involve your health or the health of your family. I will provide in the show notes links to some of the resources that I have sought out if you decide to do your own research. The resources certainly aren't an end-all to the information out there, but I believe they are a good place for you to start if you so choose. And I want you to know where I stand. I'm not an anti-vaxxer. However, I do not believe in the effectiveness or safety of the newest vaccine that has been released. I will not go into my personal beliefs and the reasons behind them here, but I am happy to talk with you if you would like to understand more about where my beliefs are coming from. I also believe in the freedoms, yes, medical freedoms too, that are the foundation of our country. And I believe we are spiraling into something that is dangerously close to having those freedoms removed. I believe there are evil people in power right now who do not have our best interests in mind. I believe that in the end, God wins, but I also believe that things are going to get harder in this country over the next few months, maybe years, I don't know. I believe there are fights that are going to have to be fought. I believe there are stands that we are going to have to make, stands that will be hard, that will be costly in all senses of the word. I believe it is going to take courage and bravery from the masses to make changes and to prevent us from losing those precious freedoms that we have built our country on, freedoms that we deserve simply because we are human. I believe that history is trying to repeat itself, and if we sit back, history will repeat itself. I will also say that I am not willing to argue with anyone nor am I willing to engage in any conversations that are disrespectful or degrading. So if that is your aim, do not waste your time. So if you're still here with me, thank you. Here we go. Seven ways to stay healthy and increase your natural immunity amidst this pandemic and everything else that is going on in our country, in the world, and in our lives right now. Let's dive in. Number one, eat healthy. This means focusing on whole, clean foods. The Harvard School of Public Health states, and I quote, A balanced diet consisting of a range of vitamins and minerals combined with healthy lifestyle factors like adequate sleep and exercise primes the body to fight infection and disease, end quote. So before we really dive in, let's talk about immunity for a minute. There are two types of immunity innate immunity and acquired immunity. Innate immunity are our systems that help to prevent viruses and bacteria from entering our body, and then the systems that help to fight off foreign invaders when they do get past our systems that are designed to keep them out. So I am talking about our skin, our mucous membranes, our stomach acid and gut health, and our immune cells. Now there is also adaptive or acquired immunity, And this occurs when a foreign invader enters our system and our body creates an immune response to fight off that particular invader. So this is how we have immunity to something like the chickenpox after we've had the chickenpox. This type of immunity can also be passed from mother to baby, either while in utero or through antibodies in breast milk. 
In the Harvard article that I read, it listed things that specifically target and suppress natural immunity. Poor diet, chronic stress, environmental toxins, and lack of sleep, to name a few. So doesn't it make sense to focus on improving these things to in turn support and even increase our immunity functions? I thought so too. Okay, back to nutrition. I said already that it is important to focus on whole clean foods. This means buying organic when you have the ability to do so. It means shopping on the perimeter of the grocery store where the fresh ingredients and foods typically live versus the inner aisles where most of the processed and artificial ingredients are. One of the podcasts that I was listening to recently shared this tip. Eat at least 30 different whole, natural, plant-based ingredients weekly. It was an episode on Autumn Calabrese's podcast, and it focused on gut health. I'll link it in the notes. But plant-based ingredients have been shown to increase your gut health, which will in turn increase your immune functions. Let's sidebar and talk about gut health a little bit more, since we are talking about nutrition. Gut health is so important to not only our immune system, but to our overall well-being. Did you know that 80% of your immune system resides in your gut? 80%. Let that sink in. So gut health is so, so important. Here are just a few signs and symptoms that can be related to poor gut health in addition to decreased immunity. Depression and anxiety, insomnia, fatigue, brain fog or memory issues, neurodegenerative diseases such as Alzheimer's and dementia, acne, skin issues such as hives, increased overall inflammation, food sensitivities, decreased energy, and aches and pains. If the idea of gut health is new to you, Autumn's podcast episode is a great place to start to get introduced to the concept in more detail. But in the meantime, here are seven things to avoid to increase your gut health. Sugar, high fructose corn syrup, refined carbs, dairy, aspartame, seed oils, and gluten. Now, eating 30 different plant-based ingredients may seem daunting at first, but it's really not. Use natural herbs and spices to season your food instead of relying on salt alone. Drink a smoothie every day and dump in different plant-based ingredients. Spinach, flaxseed, hemp hearts, kale, fresh fruits and veggies, turmeric, almonds. Those are just a few of the things that are good in smoothies. Incorporate more veggies into your diet. I drink Shakeology every day because it alone has over 30 natural plant-based superfoods, probiotics, prebiotics, and all nine essential amino acids in one shake. Recently, I've also been giving my kids these shakes almost daily as well to boost their nutrition too. I do believe that nutrition is probably the best thing that you can do to increase your natural immunity and be overall more healthy. Number two, move your body. Moderate exercise has been shown time and time again to increase your health on numerous levels, including increasing your immunity. Some of the theories on how exactly regular moderate exercise accomplishes this is that physical activity can help to flush out bacteria from our lungs and airways, decreasing our risk of acquiring viruses and bacteria that are airborne. 
for example, colds and flus. Exercise also causes changes in antibodies. It increases circulation, which in turn increases the speed that they can detect foreign invaders in your body. Exercise also increases production of macrophages, which is one of the major cells in our immune response. Exercise also causes a rise in body temperature, which mimics a fever and can help your body to actually fight off foreign invaders and infections faster and more effectively. Exercise helps to slow the release of stress hormones, corticosteroids, and produces endorphins, which are our feel-good hormones. This is why you can get a runner's high or feel a blast of energy following your workout. This also results in improved sleep, another factor we will talk about here in a minute. Exercise for me is a non-negotiable. Life is busy, I know, especially for my mamas out there who are trying their best to raise babies in this crazy world. And in case no one has told you today, you are doing an amazing job, mama. But I notice significant improvement in my mood when I exercise. I also notice an increase in tension and stress when I don't. What has kept me consistent in my exercise? Well, toddlers. If I haven't exercised, they are good about reminding me. But also the support of my community and the other coaches on my team. We support each other. We count on each other. And we hold each other accountable. Also, if I have to choose between exercising and folding the laundry, I'm exercising. If I have to choose between exercising and making dinner, well, I'm exercising and we're probably eating leftovers. That's how important it is. Number three, get adequate sleep. People who do not get adequate sleep are more likely to get sick when exposed to a virus such as the common cold or other respiratory viruses. Not only that, but lack of sleep can also affect your ability to recover from an attack on your immune system. During sleep, your immune system produces and releases cytokines, which are another major player in our immune system. If you do not get enough sleep, you're not releasing sufficient cytokines to ward off infections or inflammation. Further, it has been shown that when you do not get enough sleep, you also do not produce other important antibodies. This is why doctors forever and ever have told you to rest when you are sick. Your body needs to be able to produce the immune cells necessary to help make you well, and you cannot do so if you are not getting good quality sleep. I recently listened to a podcast episode by Shalene Johnson that talked about the importance of sleep. It is a great listen, so I will link it in the show notes also. One thing that has helped me to sleep better has been a nightly routine that includes meditation and breathing exercises, as well as nightly gratitude journaling. Also, make sure that before you go to bed, you have set yourself up for success in the morning so you are not thinking about that while you are trying to sleep. For example, set out your clothes, your book bags, your purses, make sure your lunch is ready to grab and go, things like that. Number four, decrease and manage stress. Stress decreases our immune system's ability to fight off antigens or foreign invaders. The stress hormone corticosteroid, remember we talked about exercise slowing the release of this hormone, can also decrease the effectiveness of the immune system by decreasing the number of lymphocytes, which are like fighter cells in our immune system. Further, stress can lead to ulcers, which can destroy our stomach lining and affect our gut health. Remember that gut health is an important factor in not only our innate immunity, but our overall health. Now, 
I know it's much easier to say avoid stress than it actually is to avoid stress. So what are some ways that will help you to at least minimize the stress in your life? First of all, focus on your mindset. What you feed your mind is just as important as what you feed your body. So here are a few suggestions. Focus on your faith. Pray, meditate, read your Bible, whatever you believe in that promotes faith and spirituality. Pay attention to who you are surrounding yourself with. We become like the five people we spend the most time with. Choose wisely. Ask yourself, what are you consuming? Think about the media that you consume and the news that you watch. You have to intentionally consume media that inspires you and uplifts you. You have to seek out that kind of positivity. Focus on your personal growth and development. What are you reading or listening to or consuming that is serving to help you grow and learn something new each day? Investigate your beliefs. Talk with a life coach or a therapist. Our beliefs are rooted in the stories we tell ourselves. We oftentimes create limiting beliefs that hold us back and keep us from achieving true joy in life and success. Understanding why you believe, think, and act the way that you do is an important first step to changing and adopting a more positive mindset which will lead to stress reduction and management. Adopt breathwork as a coping mechanism. Deep breathing can help to ground ourselves and to decrease stress. For me, one of the most influential habits that I have on my stress levels is my morning routine. I have a very specific and intentional morning routine that helps me to focus on self-care, my faith, my health, and my important to-dos for the day at the beginning of the day. This allows me to be very proactive with my time instead of reactive which ultimately allows me to feel in control of my days, which significantly decreases my stress levels. Number five, soak up some sun. Now, of course, do this responsibly with sunscreen, preferably a natural mineral-based sunscreen, because did you see that many sunscreens were recently recalled for cancer-causing ingredients? Insert an eye roll in my not-surprised face here. But anyway, I'm not going to spend too much time on this one because it's pretty self-explanatory, but sunlight affects many fundamental processes in our body. Here are just a few. Sunlight increases endorphins, dopamine, and serotonin levels. It supports melatonin production and governs your circadian rhythms. It raises nitric oxide levels, and it promotes antioxidant defenses. Even when you're busy, try to sneak in some sunlight exposure in the morning and the evening even if it's only 10 minutes. Enjoy your coffee each morning outside. Sneak in a walk outdoors at lunch. Sit on the porch for 10 minutes when you get home to unwind. Let the kids play outside when you get home from work, school, or daycare. Number six, decrease your toxic load. Your toxic load is basically the buildup of toxins in your body from both your own body and the environment around you. I could talk about toxic load for days and days, but I will keep this short and succinct. I am going to focus primarily on the toxic burden from the environment. So this includes what you are eating and putting into your body, but also the beauty products and things you are applying to your skin and body, as well as from the things like the cleaners you use to clean your home. All of these things accumulate in your body. And your body has natural ways to remove these toxins. Your liver function is a huge piece of this. But when these pathways to removal become overwhelmed, you can start to develop many vague symptoms as a result. 
A high toxic load can result in hormone disruption, which affects your gut health, which we already discussed, your mental health and stress levels, your sleep quality, and your risk for autoimmune conditions. In addition, high levels of toxins can shrink your thymus gland, which plays an important role in the maturation of immune cells. So think about what you are putting into your body, what you are putting on your body, and what you are exposing yourself to in your home. Here are a few ways to decrease your overall toxic burden. Eat clean, organic, plant-based foods and grass-fed meat. Eat plenty of cruciferous veggies. Avoid plastics. And use natural, simple cleaning products in your home and on your skin. So what does this look like for me personally? Well, after having kids, I became much more attuned to the things that I used with them as babies and the things that I cleaned my house with. Why? Honestly, because of the Johnson Johnson baby powder scandal. Those revelations scared me. And because I didn't want them crawling all over my floors and touching everything in my house if it was covered with a cleaning residue. So I started using more natural skincare products and I got rid of most of the harsh chemicals I used to clean my house. Norwex, Melaleuca, and Thieves have been three of the companies that have helped me to switch my cleaning supplies and household supplies to more natural products. More recently, I have begun researching more on the ingredients in the products that I use. Some of the things to consider are shampoo, hair products, lotions, makeup, lip gloss, chapstick, sunscreen, soaps, and supplements. The Think Dirty app makes it easy to identify potentially harmful ingredients in my products, and I try to stay away from things like parabens, synthetic fragrances, which, if you didn't know, is an umbrella term for up to 100 different chemical ingredients, MEA, DEA, and TEA, which are emulsifiers and surfactants, phthalates, talc, carbon black, oxybenzone in sunscreen, formaldehyde or formaldehyde-releasing products. Did you know that one in five cosmetic products contain a substance that generates formaldehyde? Yeah, gross, right? So I try to avoid those things to decrease my toxic load. And for me personally, it's because of the thyroid issues that I'm going through. But more than that, I don't want Peyton especially to grow up and to develop the same thyroid problems that I had. And if I can help her to not develop thyroid issues, by introducing more natural, clean products, then I'm going to do that. Okay, number seven, lemon and geranium. Yeah, I know that seems a little specific and weird, right? But this is something that I recently stumbled upon. I have been using essential oils for years. My go-tos are thieves, lavender, tea tree oil, and frankincense. But I came across a study in PubMed that talked about the combination of lemon and geranium essential oils. I'll share the main points, but I would definitely recommend that you check out the article for yourself, which I will link in the show notes. Basically, ACE2 receptors, which is a host cell receptor, has been found to play a crucial role in virus cell entry. So ACE2 blockers can potentially be a target for antiviral intervention. Lemon and geranium essential oils have displayed, quote, significant ACE2 inhibitory effects, end quote. And, quote, significantly down-regulated ACE2 expression in epithelial cells, end quote, which suggest, quote, lemon and geranium essential oils and their derivative compounds are valuable natural antiviral agents that may contribute to the prevention of the invasion of COVID-19 into the human body, end quote. I'm going to read that last part again. 
And this is a quote. Lemon and geranium essential oils and their derivative compounds are valuable natural antiviral agents that may contribute to the prevention of the invasion of COVID-19 into the human body. End quote. That was compelling enough for me to begin using the combination of essential oils nightly for both myself and my kids. Okay, so let's recap. If you want to increase your natural immunity and do everything within your power to stay healthy, I would suggest these seven key actions. Number one, eat healthy. Number two, move your body. Number three, get adequate sleep. Number four, manage your stress levels. Number five, soak up some sunlight. Number six, decrease your toxic load. And number seven, use lemon and geranium to help provide natural protection against viruses. I hope that these seven actions and my tips to implement them into your life have been helpful for you. Thank you for sticking around with me. Stay healthy and I will talk to you in the next episode. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Top Knots and Double Shots podcast. Before you go, I would love to hear from you. If you loved what you heard today, I would so appreciate it if you would drop me a review. And if you had any mega takeaways, share them with your friends, your neighbors, heck, anybody. Share them on your Instagram and your Facebook stories too and tag me at Partying With Twins. Until next time, ladies, keep your top knots high and your coffee hot and love the life you're living.